Turb Alpert, the team of the Brass, and Carson Sestouli. This is Fangraphs Audio, my guest on this edition of Fangraphs Audio, making his monthly appearance. That is his monthly appearance on the program. He's a contributor to CBSSports.com's Ion Baseball, and also what the French call a gamine, or maybe a petite gamine, Dane Perry. Dane Perry is the guest on this edition of the program. And in what follows, as he does during all of his appearances, Dane Perry on this edition of Fangraphs Audio endeavors to prove that neither talent nor hard work is necessary to make it in this business. If you're not familiar with uh, Dane Perry or his appearances in the program, I will provide for you right now a disclaimer so that it might prepare you. Dane Perry, if you've come to Fangraphs Audio looking for the same sort of crack analysis that appears in the electronic pages of that site, do not continue to listen. Do not continue to listen. What you need to do, for example, is to turn your attention to Dave Cameron's weekly appearances. This is the best example of Fangraphs Audio at work. Dave Cameron provides, every week provides, crack analysis on uh, baseball and uh, baseball matters, matters of baseball. What Dane Perry provides is much something much different and also much less than that. It's true that uh, a, a parent might say, say a parent of four might say, I love all my children equally. And as a host of the this podcast, I'm supposed to say something like that. But I will say that Dane Perry is not the best guest. No, instead, what one finds here is another installment in an ongoing attempt to document a life dedicated to mediocrity. That's what you're going to find here. That's what you're going to find here. And uh, if you've listened to the program before, you know it's it's uh, it's uh, the same old, same old is how I might phrase it. <laughs> and what I will say as well is that if you're interested in sponsors' message is sponsors' messages, you're going to get same old, same old as well because the the sponsor is Draft. It is the Draft app. It is a the Draft app. The Draft is a daily fantasy sports game, not unlike your FanDuel's. Not unlike your draft kings. This is Richard Lewis talking about draft. And it's, it's, it's so simple that I barely even need to say anything about it, right? You are a person who probably enjoys sport. You are probably also a person who enjoys, say, uh, competing against other people in such cases, in such cases where your knowledge of sport is the currency at play. Well, you can get into draft. What you do is you, uh, after registering, you find a friend or internet stranger who's also part of the draft universe. You challenge each other to relevant competition. You conduct a snake draft. Each select five players. Those players accrue fantasy points, and whichever you or your opponent accrues the most fantasy points, that's the winner. Yeah, are you interested in wagering American currency in the outcome? You can do it. You can do it probably in your state, depending on what your state is. And you can do it all on your mobile device because Draft is the first such game designed exclusively for mobile devices. Do you have the iOS operating system on your device? Then please go to the App Store. Do you have an Android operating system? Get the to Google Play or something like Google Play. You can download it and begin playing immediately. And another thing you will be doing at all the same time is somehow in a way that is mysterious to me, in a way that CEO David Appleman conceals from me, on purpose, I believe, is that you will be helping Fangraphs Audio. You'll be helping Fangraphs Audio. You may not want to help Fangraphs Audio after this edition of the program. What is it? It is Fangraphs Audio. Who does it feature? CBSSports.com's Dane Perry. And when does it begin? Right now. Some sort of uh, is this a, is, um, your profile image? It appears to be. Oh, you, no. Were you broadcast at some point? That's a, a GIF of me. Uh, well, no, it's a, it's I should say a still image from a GIF of me uh, uh, flicking a fake cigarette while recording a video. Mm, were you doing that for CBS Sports? CBS Sports, yes. Mm. <laughs> One of the industry leaders. Uh, actually, speaking of CBS Sports, I uh, I came across within the past. Oh, uh, this sounds like something I'm not going to comment on. <laughs> I came I came I came across a piece written by one of your colleagues, and I'm going to guess best friends John Feinstein, who had some 
He had some, he wasn't sure it seemed as if he was making comments about sabermetricians RE saber or ER because it was spelt both ways during the course of the piece. I assume you edited it and that's what I was thinking. Would you, would you care to provide a comment on this? I don't know what you're talking about. No, you don't. Yeah. I have well, no idea what that's in reference to. Okay. I can assure you though, if it had the CBS brand upon it, mm-hmm. it was an excellent piece of content. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're lucky, uh, Dane, because as we've noted, yeah, yeah gotta well, get you're it. lucky for a number of reasons. You got a, um, you have a beautiful family, uh-huh. and, uh huh, and you got that great piece of real estate. <laughs> Is this a segue to another another real estate hootenanny? Oh, there's going. Oh, there's, yeah, that's ahead of us. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's ahead of us. That's in the Hitler's pyramid segment, right? Yeah, we're good. Yeah. We'll get to that, but um, okay. I wanted um, I wanted to say how lucky you are. Okay, yeah, all right. Is uh, you know, it used to be on television, right? Uh, before the dawn of cable, there uh, at any point there were only uh, what four things on television, right? You had your, your major networks, etc. Well, Fox wasn't even around back then. Sure, yeah, and then maybe sure. well, maybe you had a PBS as well. I don't know how. I don't necessarily know. It depends. Um. Uh, but Usual now, complement of UHF channels. Right, but now there, of course, there are more. Uh, there are more outlets. And I was thinking, you, you've actually, you've had the distinction, I believe. Uh, what? Yeah, how, how many of the networks have you? For how many of them have you worked directly, or indirectly? I suppose. Um. I think all, all of them. Is that right? Fox. Fox, you have, yeah. CBS. Right, which for for whom you currently write. Correct. Now, well, are you? I, I haven't checked it out. Oh, I'm trying to answer your question. Yeah, but are you are you credited as one of the writers on Two and a Half Men, Dane? Yes. Okay, I was wondering. Yeah, like the uh, I wrote all the uh, suggestive Charlie Sheen jokes. Okay, those are pretty racy. Yeah, well, it presents some challenges. Mm-hmm. Primetime audience and whatnot. Yeah, I know. All right, so uh-huh. we have what are we the Fox, CBS? And I wrote for ESPN. I guess we can count that as ABC since they are part of the same family of products. When you received when you received your checks from ESPN, where they um, did it say Disney on the check? I don't even recall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, years ago, Sestuli. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I've not written for uh, NBC. So. None of its properties, but of course they. Um, and I uh, think I get fired from this job. I'll probably just do something else. <laughs> well, I was thinking there are other outlets though. Uh, NBC, I, you, uh, you, I assume you, you know Craig Calcaterra and Aaron Gleeman a little I bit. Do, yes, it's uh, my pleasure to know them. Yeah, I'm sure that if you uh, if you came to them in rags, uh huh, tattered rags, uh, they might be willing to at least throw you some work somewhere. Uh, they shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. I, you know when you. When you get Dane Perry under your boot heel, mm-hmm. leave him there. Him, you know, yeah. you don't give him a chance to survive and grow stronger. I want to begin by asking you a question. You um, throw the ring into Mount Doom. You do not attempt to wield it for good. Recently, uh, my wife you know, and I, 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 I fact check. I've never actually met Mr. Gleam in person. You haven't. We know each other uh, through this our internet. Right. But, yeah. So I uh, didn't want to put a falsehood out there, Stuart. Okay. Well, I'm glad that Mr. Calcaterra and we have hoisted alcohol together. Right. Well, he's uh, well. You're all Midwesterners of various stripes. Yeah. God. God's own region. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> if if you think so so poorly of God that you would give him <laughs> the Midwest, that's up to you. Hey, he's the one who made it. <laughs> Yeah, but because you gotta you gotta put something in between the coasts. <laughs> Otherwise, you don't have coasts. <laughs> you have something to fly over. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. If yeah. actually, if it hadn't been, it's a good point. If it hadn't been for the Midwest, uh, air travel would hardly be as popular as it is now. That's right. That's right. Just be flying over another ocean. Another ocean. Yeah. Or, ocean. Or, or 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 it would be so close you could just take a train, a much more sensible form of transport. Nah. No, and I know you love trains, Dane. I do like trains. I do yep. Like trains. Yeah. Especially Thomas. 
I, I bet Thomas was valuable babysitting your child when you didn't have the time to. He, yeah, then he he did his duty. I was uh, recently introduced to Pepe Pig. Do you know Pepe Pig? I do know Peppa Pig. <laughs> you do know Peppa Pig. <laughs> yes, yes, that I I I I enjoyed that show. Yes. The I was staying with the, a, father. the father was. was yeah. I was staying with a, we were staying with some friends of ours and they have twins, a boy and a girl, mm-hmm. and they're through really no conscious doing of the parents' own. Uh huh. These kids have squarely um, 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 found uh, lined up according to gender roles. Sure. And. <laughs> And the 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 boy likes a truck show. There is a show that just is trucks, yeah, driving around. And the young girl likes Peppa Pig. Yeah. <laughs> and one day, uh, we sh- uh, uh, Callie woke up at six fifteen. At which point, the father had already been up for like an hour watching TV with his children. He was so <laughs> tired. He was so tired, and yeah. uh, he came down. And the first thing. Um, I, I said, oh, what are you guys watching? The first thing is the the son, the boy there. He goes, no Peppa Pig. No Peppa Pig. It was very clear. Where they had already watched Peppa Pig, and he was they were done with Peppa Pig now, and they were watching trucks. <laughs> and I said, what are you watching now? Did not answer that question so much as uh, he told me what they were not watching, which was right. Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. He was very clear about how this would not be on. My son enjoyed both. There's actually a, uh, we had a series of DVDs mm-hmm. called Mighty Machines. Yes, yes, this was them. This, this was, was it. them. Just basically footage of garbage trucks. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was also one uh, that was a, it was a real, it was a real deep, a deep dive on snow removal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And there's also, uh, he particularly enjoyed the one where they make roads, like with the hot tar and all that. That's yeah. a good one. And I believe there's one maybe where a truck has flipped over. It's actually a bit of a macabre <laughs> yeah, storyline. There's, a, there's a, a jackknife tractor trailer. <laughs> yeah, it's really dark. Yes. Yeah. You should see the uh, you should see David Cronenberg's director's cut of that. <laughs> well, yeah, there's the severed head of the driver <laughs> rolling down the interstate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's dark. Yeah, that, but it's been... It's been cleaned up a little bit for 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 a children's audience. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, my son would uh, he would uh, you know he watched those so much that you know they had pretty much become emblazoned upon his brain, and he would you know they would be on and he would go do something else in another room entirely, and if you <laughs> changed it, he would sense it, come back in there and air his objections. <laughs> That you changed Mighty Machines, even though he was not watching it. That's a little bit of a thing to do. Maybe, yeah. Because yeah, it's like pretty well, you, Yeah, well, you got you get two rooms. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Um, here's a question. Mm-hmm. So I was going to tell you, my wife and I, uh, we were gone this week, and we were in Boston. Mm-hmm. And uh, because we were there, oh, uh, did you make love? No. Um, let's, man, I'll tell you later, Dane. Got to look in my sex journal for that. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. the sex ledger. Yeah. <laughs> Got to do some sex, credit. sexual accounting. Yeah. <laughs> Are you cash accrual basis? Or? <laughs> so but the point is, <clears throat> we were in Boston. We placed our dog into a pet resort mm-hmm. where she goes. Lakes Region Pet Resort is fine. When we retrieved her from same, mm-hmm. she had she was uh, a bit of a sneeze, and also okay. she was clearing her throat quite a bit. Okay, kennel cough. Uh, so not kennel cough. Uh, we've in the meantime we've been to the rabies to the vet. No, no, not rabies. I don't think. Okay. Uh, I think we might have a uh, we might have a viral infection or a, maybe some uh, something bacterial. We have an antibiotic. We have a cough suppressant. Things are on the up and up. Things are mm-hmm. looking good. The question, though, uh, which occurred to me was this, and, I, and I've talked about this briefly with my wife before I've entertained it. I'm curious how you feel about it. Okay. Um, I'm ready. At what price point? What price point would be <laughs> the – for medical procedure, a canine medical procedure, mm-hmm. what price point would be for you the over-under 
on uh, on just euthanizing your pet as opposed to actually attempting to to bring it back to health. Um, because I tell you, so I tell you a couple of different price points. My dad's. Yeah, forty dollars. <laughs> it's about it's about forty dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's actually oh, we're going out of town for the weekend. Well, it's been nice knowing you. Been a good a good companion. I suppose he would give you the option of his dropping the dog off in the woods, maybe. Yeah, you might. Well, yes, yeah, yeah. creatures they can survive. Right, they're basically yeah. boxes. So, I'm, I, so here's a couple of ways. What is your price point, and is it and now that your dog's slightly older, is it lower than it was, say, five years ago? Oh, that, yeah, it's it's it definitely age adjusted. You yeah. know, if it's like a 15 year old dog who does not have a great quality of life, you know, yeah, obviously it's going to be lower than if it's a you know four year old dog. Right. For instance, my dog is in need of a teeth cleaning. Mm-hmm. Um. And because we live in Chicago and go to a crackers veterinarian, uh, that is going to be about a thousand dollars. No. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I, so I am presented with two options. Yeah. Ride it out. You know, my dog, my dog's about to turn eight. So, you know, larger dog. We're probably talking about a five year window. Uh Or have it done. Uh, in Nebraska or Mississippi. Where it would cost how much? Presumably it would be much less. Okay. Yeah, because people there are poor. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you can't do it, there's no way of doing it yourself, really? I mean, I brush her teeth every night. And she still needs a tooth, cl- or teeth Well, cleaning. I mean, it's because I didn't brush her teeth every night for years and years. Mm. So, it's, you know, the, the damage is done to an extent. Do you have the little... Um, the little brush, like that fits like a cap on your finger. No, I don't like that one. I just it's like a long angled brush. Um, it's somewhat like a human toothbrush, except angled. Okay, and how does she? Uh, and she has chicken flavor toothpaste. How receptive is she to the chicken brushing? flavor? Say it. Say it in a funny voice. Chicken flavor toothpaste. <laughs> no. I'm not going to continue until you do it in a funny voice. <laughs> the chicken flavor toothpaste. It's okay, I guess. All right. It's not what I had in mind. Go ahead. Wait, 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 wait. Give me another, yeah. another example. So try to imitate me. Yeah. Chicken flavor toothpaste. I don't say. Chicken flavor toothpaste. That's better. Okay. Okay. Right. How about this? Hey guys. Uh... No, no. Nope. That's not nope. what I wanted. Nope. Nope. No. What do you what do you want? No, okay. <laughs> Edward G. Robinson. Something. I was trying to do like a Well, we could do like a WC Fields like Wow. Ah. Ah, we got chicken flavor toothpaste. Eh? Ah, come up to my town sometime. Oh, do, do an ethnic. Did I got a chicken flavor to toothpaste? Oh, I was thinking of one that would get you fired. Yeah. yeah. Alright. I didn't mean your own ethnicity. Anyway, what what were you going on about? What's the what is right now the dollar amount at which you would? And does it differ from your wife's and son's? Not not that your son has much input. What what is he? He would probably his would probably be zero because he wants a puppy. That is, (laughs) that's terrible. I know, I know. But then again, we've already established that he doesn't have much in the way of a. Mortal no, core. Children are beasts. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what was I going on about? Um, yeah, what? I don't know. Um, I have pet insurance, so it's a bit of a difficult question. Oh, and what is this? Do you buy this directly from Barack Obama? Yeah, I, I you... tell by your tone of voice that this just changed everything. <laughs> well, it is a thought. What? Yeah. Yeah. What? Is, what does pet insurance mean? Basically, you pay, uh, you know, you pay your annual premium and it covers certain procedures. There's like a, it's like a per procedure deductible. So, you know, you're always gonna, at least the ones I've had, you know, I can't speak for the entire complement of pet insurance policies. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you pay a deductible per procedure and it essentially covers you against like super expensive 
things. It doesn't, you know, and there's like a wellness visit covered per year and that kind of thing, so. And how, what's your, what's your monthly premium? It's annual, and I'm not even sure. Okay. But do you think it's worth it? I mean, yeah, if you're the, if you're, if you're not your father. Yeah. And you, you, you know, are willing. I am not my father! <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Chicken flavors! Nah, that's, I didn't know. No. Sorry. Not that voice. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're the, if you're someone who uh, would you know undertake serious procedures to spare your dog's life, then yeah. it's a good thing to have. Yeah. Well, it, this takes some of the question. I guess I guess what you're saying is you care enough about your dog to invest in pet insurance. I do. Yes. I did, honestly, oh. I only vaguely knew that that existed, and I I might have even thought I read about it in an, in an Onion article. <laughs> so you, may, you know but now I'm thinking I should I should also be brushing my dog's teeth shouldn't I um you know yeah hmm. it, it, you know, if you start at a young age you can potentially avoid uh thousand dollar dental procedures down the right road. okay so without the knowledge without the without pet insurance what's your point is it four thousand dollars would you pay would you pay four thousand dollars yeah it depends on the age what age dog are we talking about how old's your dog She's seven. All right, four thousand right now, today. Four thousand? Yeah, <laughs> probably pay it. You'd probably pay it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, assuming I was able to pay it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do you have? Here's a question. Do you have a college fund for your son? I do. Would you? Would you go into the college fund for your dog's procedure? Sure. You would. Okay. Yeah. And then once then, your I mean, once your son started at University of Illinois Chicago, what would you tell him then? What? <laughs> once your son's going to, or worse yet, a school in Mississippi. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh yeah. No, he's out of luck if he wants to go out of state. Does uh, does Illinois uh, have no uh, reciprocity with any other states? I don't even. I don't know about that. Mm. There's probably something like that. I'm not sure. Yep. They should. <laughs> they should. There you go. No. That's how Dane starts legislature. That's my stance on things. That's, that's how it ought to be. It's a real policy guy here. Yeah. You're yeah. you're a you're a wonk, aren't you? Seen of downside. <laughs> yeah. I think that uh well I could say from having lived in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, I believe Wisconsin and Minnesota feature reciprocity. Although uh it is also Even possible among the flagship universities? Yeah. Yeah, it's also possible that program has been Discontinued. Um, I know that. Uh, well, it's not not really. It's probably lost as a result of the border skirmish. <laughs> the Wisconsin Minnesota War of 2012. It was it was uh, it was bloody. Yeah, yeah. Um, we the borders though. But it well, I thought it was sweet. Uh, not unlike that scene from World War Two. Uh, when American and German soldiers began playing soccer together, yes. it was sweet when they uh, they took a they took Boxing Day off between yes. the, the Minnesota and Wisconsin War uh, to uh, wrestle. Well, no, I was going to say wrestle on a frozen lake. No, to um to curl. Okay. <laughs> curl yeah. or ice fish? Yeah, oh, ice fishing would have been a good one too. Are the yeah. ponds frozen where you are, Dane? No. They're not, huh? I mean, it's 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 ridiculously warm today. Is it? Yeah, it's like fifty something. Oh. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a real up and down winter in terms of temperature. It has been an extremely mild winter here. Yeah. Oh, oh extremely mild. So we've had mild. I mean, we've had a couple of you know vintage days, but yeah, mm -hmm. overall. Do you feel Do you feel like you need to earn winter? Do you feel like you want winter to provide a certain amount, a certain level of unpleasantness? So do you. When with spring, um, when spring arrives, you can feel as though. It... Yeah, a mild winter makes me feel like you know we'll get ours in some other form. <laughs> so there's something out there for us. The other, know? the other, the other shoe of misery has, has yeah, yet to like drop. Like a wall of tornadoes or something. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. something's mm -hmm. out there. Yeah. My dad. Speaking of my dad, uh, um, 
for years, uh, he, well, not just he, the, the whole family down there, because I have uh, younger siblings, like half siblings. They had, um, <laughs> recently my dad informed, called me and informed me in a rather casual tone, mm-hmm. um, that the rabbit had died. Okay. This is a rabbit which was purchased, I don't know, maybe seven to ten years ago on a whim from the Blue Seal feed store. <laughs> um, I forget what my dad was doing there, but he went in where, with where, me. Where do they where do they where do they live? They live in Concord, New Hampshire. Okay. Yeah, and uh, and he had been in there with my youngest sister, who at the time was probably, you know, six or something, five. Anna six. Louise. What's this? Anna Louise. No, not Anna Louise. Okay. Um, and she had said, "I want the bunny," mm-hmm. and my dad was like, "All right," which is not the exact way you're supposed to acquire pets. Right. Um, because especially because kids are um, kids are what was it beasts? Is that right? Yes, children are beasts. You, yeah. you, have, you just have beasts taking care of other beasts. Right. Yes. And that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah. And um, so the 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 cat the sorry the the rabbit was beloved for like definitely three weeks. Thirty six hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then. And then could, it would point it tra- transitioned into an inconvenience. Yeah, well, it was just like it was just like a like a weird piece of furniture that would move sometimes at a certain <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah. And so my dad called me and told me he informed me in uh, tones I would describe as unceremonious. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gozer died. His name was Gozer. <laughs> Gozer died, and I was like. And I, I was, um, I felt a degree of relief I had not expected to feel. He's in a better place. Yeah. <laughs> He's in not a better existence. place. Oh. Yeah. Now, yeah. Do you, do Gozer. Suspect, do you, does any part of you suspect foul play? <laughs> I, if it, yeah, I mean, I mean, years of it. Years. <laughs> Very slow <laughs> tenure foul play. Yeah, years of low grade foul play. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, isn't neglect the ultimate and most de- degrading sort of foul play? So this was a long con. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, my sister wanted a rabbit and my dad had always wanted to murder a rabbit. And so they found the, he found the exact right way to do it. You know. That's it. I'm proud of him. He got it, he got what he wanted. No, he came, he grew up in a family. His mother, my grandmother, was from an uh was from a farm in northwestern Iowa, Ashton, Iowa. Okay. Very close to the South Dakota border. And they had animals as farms do and um her her thought about animals was that they that they were they did not belong inside the house. So even when my dad had pets as a child, they always um were kept in the basement. And then slaughtered for sustenance. <laughs> Uh, no, not that, but uh, they were not really welcome upstairs. And so I think as a result, my dad never developed much of an attachment to uh, to, how, to the household pet. Yeah, you know, men of prior generations uh, tend to have a, uh, uh, I think, a uh, sort of a More what different. the hell is people doing attitude towards pets. Yeah, and I think that, and you know what, I but I will say, because this question of how much, because I had had a hypothetical conversation with my wife, would we spend Four thousand dollars. I forget how we reached the exact figure, but perhaps we'd heard about another someone else we knew who had who had spent that much money on procedure. And mm-hmm. I said, I said I don't think I would pay that. I don't think so. Yeah. And she said yes. She said you would in a second. Who said this, Callie? Yeah. Yeah. She said you would in a second. I said I don't know. I our dog is adorable and lovely. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's how also old is America? She's two and a half now. Two and a half, okay. Yeah. And right. I, I, the more I think about it, the more I probably would do it. Because I even got a bit, because uh, I got concerned when she had this uh, cough. I never I never seen a dog with a cold before. Right. And uh, here she has, and, and uh, she's adorable. And so I say, that's great, you know, uh, but I don't know if I'd do it. And I'll tell you another thing that led me to it. And this is, this is um, I'm going to share something that's embarrassing with you, Dane. Okay. Recently, my, my wife and I, we visited a home. You know, I'm on the real, I'm on a real estate search. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yeah. We visited a place which was both modestly priced and also nicely appointed. Okay. Uh, and not, not as close Maine. to, not as close to town. What did you say in Maine? Yeah, it's in Maine. Okay. 
You don't uh, know what state it's in. Maine. It's in Maine. Okay. Not quite as close to town as we'd like, but everything else basically fantastic, right? Okay. <clears throat> we go. We visit it. There's some uh, questions, structural questions, not big concerns, but just questions we want to ask. Sure. Our our agent, our realtor, is having difficulty for the next few days afterwards getting in touch with the listing agent. Now it's President's Day weekend, you know, so I thought, well, maybe that's just the case. And I thought maybe this other agent is not uh, just she's just not very communicative. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, find out the middle of this week, the house was already under contract, even when we were visiting it. It was already under contract. Oh. And so what I had done, Dane, was I had stupidly developed oh. uh, emotion, emotional attachment to it. Sure. And then when I was informed the house was taken, I said – this is the exact thought I had, <laughs> I had to myself in my head. I said, now I know how people feel when their children die. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thought. Before, I never understood – yeah, and yeah. now because we, I've not even we weren't even necessarily going to buy it, but we might have made yeah an offer. I said, now I know how people feel when their children die. I see nothing off about that comparison. Is that do you do you, is that is that actually valid? Uh, or are you lying right now? You're lying. Of course I'm lying. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right because it's it's a weird <laughs> thought to have. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for a second you were like, yeah, totally. Like yeah, a child. yeah, yeah, yeah. But not totally. So now, uh, have you have you found a place in your heart for a new possible purchase? Yeah, except, well, Chris, you you were doing all of your work. Um, well, no, and I was also like, I'm never buying a house now. Right. Well, <laughs> I, I felt so afflicted, you know. So I went on the offense. I said, "This is over. I'm not doing it anymore." But that's thank that's God a, you've got a tough life. A tough what? Wife. Yeah. You would not be able to navigate the world. Yeah. Well, there are ways that she doesn't have. Nav- we complement each other. We sort of have s- some opposite skills. Um, your your mewling weaknesses are different. <laughs> yeah, they are a little bit. Yeah. She has a little bit more like long, um, like long-term uh-huh. ability. Is that what I mean? Yeah, like she'll like it. She'll like have moments but I, I have a tendency to to perceive uh, that every moment in the future will be exactly like the one that is currently happening right now. <laughs> Where, <laughs> it's a cascade of, of misery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so and so I uh, and so I project like that. Like if it if it's like a bad moment, I'm like, well, this is how it is forever. Might as well jump off a bridge. I had, like, my, I, I had my heart set on this cracker's house. Mm-hmm. Ergo. Everything is meaningless. Everything is meaningless, yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think we'll probably look out. But I know that, of course, that you were dealing with the Chicago market, Dane, mm-hmm. where I, ex- I, I expect that you, you have houses uh, becoming available every day, or if not every day, with some frequency. Uh, yeah, it, but, I mean, it kind of balances out. You've also got more buyers and that sort of thing, so, you know. Right, but I'm still- saying, you, you ask if I set my sights on another house. Well, I mean, zero have become available in the week since, so. Okay. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe none 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 of what you want is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe I'm um, um <coughs> usually I'm pretty good at maintaining I think a a pretty strong distance from uh, all feeling you know uh-huh. a solid distance from any sense that um, anything that could happen in my life is of consequence. Uh, but what what this has done though, what the search has done, it is it has it has increased and it has created some urgency, right? Yeah. Uh, or it has created something where I am hanging. I check my I check my phone roughly like every five minutes to see if there's another Redfin update. <laughs> right. And it's just really bad. And I'm it's a, you know I'm waiting for these I'm waiting for updates that aren't coming. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Since you're in New England, have you considered the live free or die approach? Which is? Uh, acquire a tactical 12-gauge shotgun and take the home by force. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Have you thought about that? No. No, I haven't. Okay. Here's an interesting fact. Maybe Callie should be the one with the gun. Here's an interesting fact. You should do the talking. 
Uh, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine are all among the top five states in terms of gun ownership per capita. And, and yet they are also among the top or like the uh, bottom five states, you know, least five states in terms of uh, um, homicide. Yeah. Well. Yeah. They're pretty rural, though. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I guess there's not a lot of population density. And yeah. Low poverty levels, I would guess. Yeah. And and, uh, and also um, income, high income equality, relatively high income equality. I mean, it probably goes hand in hand with low poverty levels, but generally relative to other states, the the top and the bottom um, income incomes are closer to each other. I think that a lot of that sort of stuff is uh, probably fueled by income inequality. I will not uh, wander into the debate too deeply. No, I don't think – I think it's probably best not to. You know how I feel about firearms. I enjoy my firearms. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. You do mailing them. Yeah. Which you've uh, done professionally before. But uh, every – sort of causality that one side presents mm-hmm. is stupid. <laughs> this is why guns are a problem. Yeah. XXX. Yeah. This is why guns are not a problem. XXX. Yeah. It's all dumb. Yeah. No. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's a great topic of conversation. Yeah, we could, uh, yeah. Oh. So when it when it came time, so if you decided, Dane, given given your affection for firearms, mm-hmm. uh, when you were presented with a price point that uh, that was too high for your dog, would would you be the one to take matters into your own hands? <laughs> <laughs> would you would you be able to old yeller your dog? <laughs> well. <laughs> No, I do not think I would be able to old yell at my dog. I mean, I, you know, I guess if my dog were just, you know, completely afflicted with rabies like old yeller, then maybe I would be able to do that, yeah. How did old yeller get the rabies to begin with? Uh, like save the little from a fox or something. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> I don't know where it was. Stupid-ass family doesn't inoculate against rabies. Yeah, what, was there no... Uh... Uh, maybe these rubes should have gotten their vaccinations. I think actually the story takes place in 1860. Whatever. No, it doesn't. That's when the novel takes place. I'm looking at it right now. Are you sure? Young Travis Coates has been left to take care of the family ranch while his mother and younger brother Arliss, while his uh, father goes off on a cattle drive in the late 1860s in Texas. I always thought it was later than that. Yeah, well, maybe the film does take place. I mean, the film is from the 50s. Maybe that's where they updated it. No. Yeah, why didn't he just use his cell phone to call his... That forgives him. You think, that's, you think it does forgive him? I forgive that family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I suppose if my dog were absolutely afflicted with something miserable, I, I could I could shoot it, yes. It would have to be pretty bad, though. I certainly couldn't be within the city, though. Ingrown toenail? Uh, they don't really get those, silly. Dogs don't? I mean, I, they could. I guess if you let it grow so much that it curls under. Yeah. Yeah. You get your dog a you get your dog a haircut ever? A trim? Uh, no, not this not this dog. The dog it's, doesn't need cuts. Well, the the hair like you know stops growing at a certain point. I get I get her like super brushed out and stuff. Because she, she shed. shed? Maniac. Oh God, she shed. Yeah. How, did you know that that was one of our that was one of our main. Qualities uh, for which we were looking was no no shedding. Yeah, you and every other person looks for a dog. Yes. Yeah, well, you are another person. Why didn't you find a dog that doesn't shed? They're out there. Because I'm not a weakling. I don't know. You seem put out by the way <laughs> you, you mentioned how much she sheds. I the burden I was taking. My last dog shed a lot, so I'm kind of accustomed to it. Okay. My wife is a lot more anguished by it than I am. She, That's is. she actually likes a presentable house, so I could hardly be bothered. You know, it's interesting. Well, no, actually, sorry. It's not interesting at all, but I will say it anyway. Proceed. <laughs> our, uh, our dog seems only to shed in the car. Or maybe that's the only place where her wife... Is that because she gets nervous because she thinks she's going to the vet or something? Yeah, she gets really nervous. I think she, she I think she gets, she's always got nervous. I think she thinks she's being uh, transported from Mississippi to New Hampshire, which is what happened when she was a little person. Well, no one should suffer that fate. Yeah. You mean having been born in Mississippi? Having having to leave that fine state for New Hampshire. 
Have I ever told you about um, the multiple dreams I've had in which I, <laughs> this is also pathetic, in which okay. I find myself playing not merely with my adorable terrier, but also <laughs> all of the brothers and sisters that were born in your litter. <laughs> I've had I've had multiple dreams to that effect where I find them and I'm brought to tears. <laughs> this is the dream of a six year old. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's one of the it's so bittersweet <laughs> what it's happening. <laughs> I just like because I think because Callie and I sometimes wonder, um, we sometimes wonder what you know what happened and that that's the thing with any dog you adopt right. This dog, I mean, there are very few litters of one. Is that is that fair to say? I would assume, yeah. Yeah. So every dog that you adopt yeah. had siblings. Right. Has siblings. <laughs> Where are those siblings? They're rarely uh they're rarely featured together. Right. Where where are they? Elsewhere. I mean, yeah, well, you may not want to know, is the thing. Not but, that helps. Yeah. But uh oh yeah. I, uh, I actually, I tried to figure out, <clears throat> I went back to our, the original documentation, and it actually has the name of the people who brought the dog in. Um, and so I was doing, I was, I actually, I found their houses on Google Maps, uh, secretly uh, outside. I was, <laughs> I was going outside. Settle down. And, settle down. Yeah, street view. Have you two, put out, have you considered putting down an amber alert? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, I haven't. No, that's a good point. Brother and sister puppies missing. <laughs> Help me play with them. <laughs> They're just I so play with my sibling puppies. <laughs> I had a dream, you see. Multiple dreams. Multiple dreams. Anyway, that's the point is if weeping. If someone comes across a oh, it's a mix. It's probably a rat terrier schnauzer mix. White, black, white and black coat, uh-huh. roughly two and a half years old, originally from Tupelo, Mississippi. Okay. Just Don't like hesitate to contact me at Carson.Sistuli at Fangraphs.com. That's Carson, C-A-R-S-O-N dot C-I-S-T-U-L-L-I at Fangraphs.com. I just got the Amber Alert on my cell phone. <laughs> now, the cell phone knows in what area code – uh, you're currently uh, residing because I receive Amber Alerts, not very many of them, but I've received Amber Alerts for New Hampshire and not Massachusetts where my cell phone is actually – like the, where the area code is tied. I got an Amber Alert one time at like 4 in the morning. <laughs> I was aghast that these people would lose track of their child at that hour. <laughs> I was trying to sleep. Is this for um, – I was recently listening to some radio program about the like the amount of concern uh parents have for stranger danger relative to the actual right threats right. it poses. Yeah. I think like 99 of all kids who are abducted are abducted by someone they know. Yeah, I, I would I would guess that. So who do you think is going to is going to kidnap your child, Dane? Um huh, that's a good question. That is a good question. Meredith Baxter Bernie. It would be convenient if it were Meredith Baxter Bernie because when they when they render your story into a lifetime movie, she could play herself. That's true. It's she, it's gonna be Meryl Hodge or Meredith Baxter Bernie. Wait, is Meryl Hodge wait, whoa, wait tell me the why did you come up with that name? I have no idea, it just came to me. Oh. I would like to state for the record that I have no doubt that Meryl Hodge will not <laughs> My son. Wait, so you do think Merrill Hodge will take your son? I do not. Why did I use a double negative there? Yeah. Okay. All right. No, Merrill Hodge, um, no, nah, he's fine. He's not going to do anything. Merrill Streep? Maybe. If Merrill Streep married Merrill Hodge, would she take his name? Yes. <laughs> yes. You think she's traditional enough that she would, she would want to do that? I don't, I, I, I I don't think, think Meryl Hodge would marry a woman who wouldn't take his name. How about that? <laughs> no. What if she took his first name instead? <laughs> Even better. Meryl Meryl. Meryl. 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah. All right, Stooley. This is going well. Yeah. Dean, anything else big going on uh, in your life? Did you celebrate Valentine's Day? Acknowledge the time, 40 minutes in. Yep. Acknowledge it. What? We're 40 minutes in. Okay. 41, actually. 41.13. Did you celebrate Valentine's Day? No. Did you celebrate President's Day? Um, my kid did not have school. Okay, yeah. So we went to basketball instead. What, what sort of basketball? Chicago Bulls? No, they have, uh, you can, uh, sign up for these basketball camps that are on days when there's no school. Oh. Yes. I think that you were recently at a Northwestern basketball game. I was. Yeah, I think I came across that on social media platforms. Confirm. Yeah. I had, uh, the halftime score was like 23 to 21. Yes. And I got excited uh, at the prospect of neither team breaking 40. Right, and what happened ultimately? Uh, there was a big run in the second half, and they both scored in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Sorry very, about that. Very disappointing. Now, did you attend that game with your son? I did, yes. Did you attend it with anyone else? No. And w- was it a pleasant experience? It was. I, I, I like, uh, I like Northwestern's old gym. Okay. Um, it's a classic old gym. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and Northwestern won, which pleased me because some Illinois fans struck me as rude. Ooh, is that right? Yes, yes, yeah. What sort of things, uh, how were they behaving? They were overly enthusiastic about a lousy team. Is Illinois not that good now? They're no, they're having a bad year. Okay. Like eleven and fourteen or something. Does uh, <clears throat> James Augustine still play for them? I don't know. What about Darren Williams? Yes, he's still there. And D. Brown. Ken Norman is as well, and Doug Altenberger. <laughs> D. Brown is still there. Nick Anderson. Oh, Nick. Marcus Anderson. Liberty. Any <laughs> battle? So is Northwestern your? They're all still there. Carson, they're all still there. If you were to choose, uh-huh. uh, if you were if you were forced to choose, um, one collegiate allegiance for basketball, would it be Northwestern? Uh, sure, yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't feel strongly, you know. No, okay. Yeah. All right. But uh, yeah, sure, I'll go with that. All right. Yeah. I don't know, Dane. It's uh, well, that's an interesting. That's great. Yeah. What an anecdote. How about, how about yourself? How about yourself? What college basketball allegiance would you declare? Eh, I guess UMass, if forced. Yeah. That's where I went to graduate school. Uh, and also, uh, I was, I was, uh. Amherst? Yeah, UMass Amherst. They also had those good teams. Uh, they had good teams. Marcus in the, Camby, yes. Yeah, Marcus Camby. Lou Rowe. He was also a member of their team. Dr. J also went there. He did, didn't he? Okay. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. Um, I was recently treated to a, at a Dunkin' Donuts, at an area Dunkin' well, Donuts. Festus Dickhouse also went there. Who said sorry? Festus Dickhouse. Say it one more time. Festus Dickhouse. Not a real person. Yes, he played there in the 40s. You can Google him. This is a true fact. Not a real person. Alright. And what now, what about Dunkin' Donuts? I live next to one, actually. Yeah, there was a, inside this Dunkin' Donuts, there was a, um, what is it, a, a, um, we have a collection of photos. A collection of photos, all spread out. In a Dunkin' Donuts? He, he it doesn't have to be a Dunkin' Donuts. What? It is a, it's not, not a mural. What is it called? Is it a melange? It's not a melange. Huh? Collage? A collage. All right. A veritable collage. Photos? Of what? Were they dirty? Dirty No, photos? of photos of um, moments in Boston sports history okay. uh, in which a Boston athlete was brawling with, an, <laughs> with another athlete. So, for example, do you recall that moment in baseball history when Jason Veritek uh, smush-faced yeah. Alex Rodriguez? Yes. He smushed his face violently with his face. <laughs> that... I recall the internet being set ablaze uh, because uh, Yankee fans were arguing that Mr. Veritek was unsportsmanlike for initiating a brawl while wearing his mask. 
Right. Detective mask. To be fair, he started with the mask on. Right. Like he didn't fetch a mask and then start fighting. And then we proceeded to the uh, uh, the point of fight debates where, you know, A-Rod gets him in a headlock and it's A-Rod is winning at that point, they say. Mm-hmm. He's about to suplex Veritech uh, or something like that before the hordes join in. Do you have, did you, what, what, what did your scorecard look like? Um, it would depend on Mr. Veritek's, uh, headlock escape capabilities. Okay. Of which I am unaware. I would have preferred things to have played out more before, you know, the hordes joined in and broke it up. Right. So it's impossible to say is my position. So that was one of the photos, one of the moments. Proud moments in Boston Sports History that was depicted. There was also Pedro Martinez throwing Don Zimmer to the ground. Yes. <laughs> Which is, um, I don't know. I still, I guess I still like it. It's was funny. There, uh, was there one of Larry Bird punching a, a piston? No, not that, but this is why I was uh, thinking about it was because, uh, there was a, there's a great photo. It's a, it is a preseason game. Uh, okay. mid 80s Celtics and Philadelphia 76ers. A pre, a preseason game in which Larry, Larry Bird and Dr. J have each other's throats. Oh yeah. I've seen that picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, there's something really great about it. The fact that these guys, I, they, what, I guess detested each other so much that even in the preseason game, they couldn't conceal their, their wrath. I don't know, I assume they get along now, do you, right? They both seem like uh I'm sure it's fine. They both sort of seem like they seem like the sort of people who would be rendered uh hostile by their by their competitive strength. I, I I imagine they were fine as soon as that game was over. Yeah. Yeah. It was I I, I wanna say Sidel three when he played for the Sixers absolutely cold cocked Danny Ainge uh, when he was with the Celtics. You wanna say that? Yeah. I might, I might take that to the internet. Okay. Let's do this. Now comes the challenge of spelling Sedell. There, ah, first try. Okay. Danny. What are your search terms? Sedell 3. Sedell 3. NBA fights. Danny Age versus Sedell 3. Here we go. Does it look good? Let me get some audio. Getting ready to fire up. Okay, this is great. <laughs> Oh. Speed, Maurice Tiki made the steal and then drove it right down the basket. It's like now we have Ainge and Great after each other. Great throw a right hand and yet Ainge. He staggered him too. Yes, he did. That was a solid right hand by three. Solid right hand by three. Yeah, he staggered him apparently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's actually they they um, they turned immediately to the parlance of of boxing pretty quickly, didn't they? <laughs> well, they had they had a ring assembled hastily. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, here's what happens this story. Mo Cheeks, uh, put Danny Ainge on the floor on the layup. Hard foul? No, uh, Mo Cheeks was the one driving, so I'm not sure what Danny Ainge was upset about. <laughs> he was sort of chronically outraged, though, Danny Ainge. <laughs> he kind of was. A big jerk. I hated the Celtics back then. Oh yeah. Well, you would because uh, they're good and yeah, they were. And uh, Danny Age began airing his objections to the nearest Sixer, mm-hmm. which happened to be Sedell Three. Yeah. And Mr. Three uh, evaluated these objections <laughs> and popped him in the chops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny you mentioned that about Danny Age. He does frequently look put upon. <laughs> Here's, here's a couple of uh, up next videos. Okay. Danny Age versus Sam Cassell fight. Okay. Parentheses double technicals. Mm, naturally. Danny Age Tree Rollins fight. <laughs> Danny Age revenge on Mario Ellie. Was there an original Mario Ellie fight? Wait, hold on. Below that, street beefs. Colon. <laughs> The Olympian versus Bonebreaker. <laughs> street beefs. Uh, street beefs. Street beefs. That's actually uh, <clears throat> that's a line of of uh, 
<laughs> it's a line of, of meat, meat you're going to be putting out, right? Yes, that's right. You could, it's a butcher shop. Hold on. Here at the Boston Garden, this is the third and deciding game. Let's see. The winner to go on to beat Milwaukee, Rollins. Three Rollins dunks it. Oh, 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 that was nice. Here we go. Danny Hayes. Oh, a free for all. Danny lost the crap around. <laughs> Take that, Danny Ames. <laughs> Good job, Tree Rollins. What was Ames thinking, though? Tree Rollins. Uh, Wayne, I believe Wayne Tree Rollins, is that right? Oh, I see this again. <laughs> the people in the stands are pissed. Can I get a replay? Come on. They're proud. Oh, here we go. This is outstanding. <laughs> what happened? Wait, can you can you explain it? Can you describe it for us, Dane? <laughs> uh, you know what? Props to Danny Ainge. I take that back. He didn't necessarily lose that all that bad. Well, he did towards the end. All right. So what happens, Dane? <laughs> so Tree Rollins throws one down. He dunks it real hard. Dunks it real hard. With and authority. He goes back and he's transitioning back up the court and just clotheslines Danny Ainge. <laughs> Danny Ainge, to his credit, yeah. lures his level and does a pretty nice double leg takedown. Okay. And does he get Rollins on the ground, actually? He gets Rollins on the ground. Rollins partially DDTs him while going down. Mm-hmm. And begins to transition to the top uh, on the bottom, and he was about to about to make a mess out of age before the scrum happened. <laughs> but I, and, you know, on the, I missed it at first, but on the replay, that's a very nice double leg takedown by Mister Ainge. <laughs> but it were due. Well, uh, Danny Ainge, of course, a um, a multi talented athlete. Yes, Blue Jays draftee. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know if he would have learned that. Maybe he was, was he an infielder? Did he maybe learn that? Was that the correct fielding position that he assumed before asserting himself upon Mr. Rollins? Yeah, yeah. You know, it just looked like a nice wrestling takedown. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe he was a wrestler back in the day. I don't know. Maybe he was. <laughs> well, uh, on the tough <laughs> Mormon streets. Our prudent principle of the celebratory clothesline. <laughs> I'd like to see more of that. <laughs> Wait, does does he even does Ainge see it coming? He kind of he kind of draws his elbow up, so I think he sees it coming. Uh huh. <laughs> it's just ah, that's just I'm gonna I'm gonna spend some time with this one today. <laughs> How do you what is what is your appraisal of Mister Mister Tree's conduct? <laughs> you know, it's Danny Ainge, so I'm gonna assume something preceded this. <laughs> I'm gonna presume he. You know, dished out a nut shot or something under the room at some point in the game, and I, I I'm going to assume Hugh Rollins is 100 percent justified in what he did. <laughs> Have you ever watched the video, um, the video footage of Bruce Bowen in multiple cases? Remember Bruce Bowen? Exactly where you're going with this, yeah. <clears throat> he was a, he was known as a tough uh, and perhaps slightly shady defender. Uh, is this for the face of Wally Zerbiak. What if the, what's the face? The flying kick to the face of Wally Zerbiak. It's not even that. But I, actually, I don't even know if I ever recall that. That may not be Bruce Bowen. Never there mind. are multiple instances documented by way of um, um, concerned <laughs> internet um, <laughs> residents. Yeah. Concerned residents of the internet. Yeah, that's right. Of Bruce Bowen, when his man, the man he's defending, uh-huh. goes up for a jump shot, Bruce uh-huh. Bowen uh, will place... Uh, will place his foot, one of his, whatever foot is closer to the, to the man, place his foot under the jump shooter. Right. So that the jump shooter is then forced to come down on Bruce Bowen's foot. Right. Or at least be worried about it. <laughs> yes. Which is, which is, uh, I believe it, by the rules of basketball, that's considered a dick move, yeah? Not gentlemanly. Yes. No, it's not gentlemanly. And no. so I think there are more than one case, um, he gets, but he, you know, he was able, cause it's all happening very quickly, of course. And he would also make, I would say, a slightly exaggerated motion with his arms and hands. 
in sort of like, you know, making as if he was going to block the shot while also placing his foot under under the offensive player. Yeah, um, that's uh, yeah, that's that it is according to this YouTube dispatch. Mm-hmm. It is Bruce Bowen who kicked Wally Serbiak in the face. <laughs> okay. Why don't you, uh, you're on YouTube at the moment. Okay. Yeah. Will you narrate for us, uh, the play here? Type, type Wally Serbiak kicked in the face. Do you see the video in question? Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't realize I was playing like, along at home. This because this is, are we, are we going to push play at the same time, Dane? I'll let you do it. Okay. Let's see. Bruce Bowen, Wally. I'm sure I'm not spelling that right. Bruce Bowen kicked. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's not going to play mine out loud. Why don't you play yours out loud? You ready? And your mark. Get set. Go. Forty-four thirty-five at halftime. Been interesting here in the third. Raleigh Zerbiak. The <laughs> <laughs> replay's the best. That seemed. Watch him here in the closing second. Forty-four thirty-five. Yeah, he just he just under the guise of leaping for the ball. Just and actually, Wally Zerbiak's expression is really great. He's not pissed off so much as just like Bruce. Owen, <laughs> dude, it's more just like a dude again with this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's like a perfect. Bruce Lee flying kick to the face. Yeah, what do you think was going through Bowen? I guess, I mean, to his credit, he did not want Wally Zerbiak to get off a clean shot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I mean, he's... Loose ball, this is an opportunity for me to kick Wally Zerbiak in the face. <laughs> That's what I think was going through his head. Now, in, real, in reality, and this happens in baseball too, right, where maybe you uh, one at bat, a pitcher will throw um, – We'll throw very in, we'll throw quite inside or one pitch a pitcher will throw inside. That might have actually an effect on the, you know, the next pitch, the next at bat. Yes. Even if Bruce Bowen Lind, uh, you know, Bruce Bowen loses this particular battle, of course, because Zerbiak's probably getting free throws or something like that. Oh, but I think he won the battle. Who did? <laughs> Bruce Bowen. Uh, it depends, it depends what you're doing. your free throws. If I kick you in the face, <laughs> I'll fly into the air. I've won the battle. That has to be a, that has to be. What would that be now? It would be. Would it be a technical of some sort, or? Um, I think it'd be let him play. <laughs> oh, look at the time, Dane. Do you see it now? Fifty-nine minutes. You've made it. Fifty-nine minutes coming up on an hour. All right. Well, we'll just we'll cut you off in an hour today. Do you have any? I mean, do you have any closing sentiments? It was. I would say this. Uh, I would say not unlike. Not unlike Dane Perry. Um, this edition of Fangraphs Audio was a little bit soft in the middle. No, this was definitely soft in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should probably edit out the middle 20 minutes. Yeah, I think it was pretty – I think it was rough. Yeah. This is why I try to not do these. Yeah, well, we didn't. I didn't force you to do question time, although I think next time we will have to do question time. I will field questions two days ahead of, ahead of the – Possible, it's possible. Don't start making promises. People seem quite interested, and even though I think we only ever really had one successful version of it. Yeah, I think that's even stretching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Possibly question time. Possibly. Yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna put the little noise in here? Yeah, that's right. What, what noise is that? Question time. Question time. I don't believe in an interventionist God. Well, Nick Cave for you there. Okay. All right. But I know that you do. Hey, beginning of the college baseball season, Dane, does that interest you? That does, yes. You going to watch any SEC games? Uh, You know what? I enjoy SEC baseball. Yeah, so do I. So I'm fine fine asking. It's mostly for certain corners of SEC football. Well, I think it's a it's a strong baseball conference, of course, in terms very of very strong, very yeah. strong. I did uh, some composite rankings, preseason rankings for CBSSports.com, mm-hmm. and uh, they uh, very easily uh, had the most poll points of any conference. Oh, you did a you did a post on college baseball? 
I for the last two years I've done a college baseball preview. Oh. Yeah. I enjoy the college baseball, Stooley. Yeah, I do too. What's your first game then here? Are you going to be watching Arkansas, South Carolina? Uh, I'm going to have to see what my viewing capabilities are before I make any promises here. Okay. Well, if you were smart and um, you stole your father's login from Comcast, you would be looking at that. looks like Florida, number one Florida, is playing Florida Gulf Coast. LSU's playing. AJ Puck! Oh, yeah. You think he's starting probably? It's Friday, man. What about Louisville? <clears throat> what about Brendan McKay in Louisville? He's a loser. <laughs> Just kidding, young Brendan. Young Brendan. You're doing uh, better than I am. Young Brendan. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dane. I don't believe in an interventionist. God. I'd like a little credit for my Nick Cave impression. That has been uh, Dane Perry, contributor to CBSSports.com's Eye on Baseball. I'm Carson Stooley, and this has been Fangraphs Audio. Is this the one that I hear the wolf? I want to snip it around you.